Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Right now, I'm watching something that is totally not part of our theme. I'm watching Dog Day Afternoon, where he's screaming Attica. Um, I want to give a shout out to the late Christopher Plummer. I watched The Sound of Music. You know, um, I love Knives Out. Oh my God, what a film. And the film that he won the Oscar for, Beginners. What a What a great performance. Tonight, we're going to talk about black cinema. That's what we've been talking about all month long. I'm going to talk about, because it's a tough film to watch, and that's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Chadwick Boseman, in his final performance in Viola Davis. Oh, my God. It It's about, you know, the way the film plays, it plays like a play. It does. It it basically plays like a stage performance it is a recording um but you know it's also about all these different personalities okay and Chadwick Boseman is this trumpet this trumpet player this musician he's all about his 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 in terms of uh his honor Someone steps on his shoes that pisses him off. Okay? And it is his intent that he's not going to be with Ma Rainey's band forever. Okay? And he makes that known and says that in the earshot of Ma Rainey, played fabulously by Viola Davis. And she's got her girlfriend with her and you know, hey, Chadwick. Chadwick tries to make a play. Well, he does it try to make a play. <laughs> he he makes a play. This was written by August Wilson, really great playwright who died in two thousand and five. It was Denzel Washington. You know, that's his thing is to bring all of August Wilson's plays to film. Directed by George C. Wolfe, produced by Denzel Washington, Todd Black, and Danny Wolfe. Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, Glenn Turman, Coleman Domingo, Michael Potts. Okay? It was released to Netflix. It had a limited theatrical run, of course, because of COVID. This film, I I am going to predict. I know you're like, oh my God, a prediction. is going to win Viola Davis the Oscar. Okay, it's going to win. She's singing Deep Moaning Blues. We can't play that right now. Um, But Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman brings something different. I mean, this is this is this is an actor's movie. So you're you're not going to, you know, there's no, you know, there's no happy ending, really. This is real, you know, and this is just a taste. Oh, I just play the piece, whatever they want. I don't criticize other people's music. I ain't like you, color. I got talent. Oh, Me and this horn, we tight. If my daddy had a note I was going to turn out like this, he would have named me Gabriel. Oh. I'm going to get me a band and make me some records. I didn't give Mr. Stutterman some of my songs I wrote, and he said he's going to let me record them when I get my band together. I just got to finish the last part of this song. I got style. Oh, everybody got style. 
Style ain't nothing. We're keeping the same idea from beginning to end. Everybody got it. Everybody can't play like I do. And so that's that's uh, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Levi, the trumpeter, holding court. But at the heart of this, of course, is Miss Viola Davis is Ma Rainey. And she delivers. That, that's why I love Viola Davis. She's going to deliver and we're going to enjoy it. And there's an interesting moment. She's not going to record unless she's got her Coca-Cola. Okay. She wants that Coca-Cola. And if she doesn't get it, you're in trouble. Tell this man who we messing with. with he got ugly with me. I don't know why he want to tell Lady, that lie. you let me tell the story? Well, if you're going to tell it, tell it right. He bumped into me and fell down. Flopping on the ground like a rag doll. I ain't touch a man. What's going on, Mom? What did you do? Sure, man, get on the way for me. That's the last thing I need to go through some of your shit. Everybody move along. the place. I don't care what you say, honey. Levy ain't messing up my song. As I'm singing my Rainey song. I ain't singing no Levy song. Now that's all there is to it. Ma, listen to her heart. Ma, listen to the voice inside her. That's what come with Ma. What band? Band work for me. What's talking about the cause? I make more money for this outfit than anybody else you got put together. If he mess up, he'll do it till he get it right. My Coke, I need a Coke. Hard as it is, sure. I need Coke. It's my Coke. I need a Coke, Coca-Cola. Hey, you're supposed to have my Coca-Cola. You knew that. Woo! Urban, get away from me. Shit. You can wait till I get my Coca-Cola. I ain't gonna kill you. She wants that Coca-Cola. I've been doing this a long time. Ever since I was a little girl, I don't care what nobody else do. Sure. Too cheap to buy your Coca-Cola. Don't cost but a nickel a bottle. They don't care nothing about me. All they want is my voice. And they're gonna treat me the way I want to be treated, no matter how much it hurt them. As soon as they get my voice down on one of them recording machines, they ain't got no use for me then. I know what I'm talking about. You watch. I never could stand no silence. These are the moments that someone put together of Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She wants that Coca-Cola. If she doesn't get it, you're fucked. Okay? It's as simple as that. All they want is my voice. Well, I done learned that. And they're going to treat me the way I want to be treated, no matter how much it hurt them. They're back there right now calling me all kinds of names, calling me everything but a child of God. But they can't do nothing else because they ain't got what they wanted yet. As soon as they get my voice down on one of them recording machines, then it's just like I be some whore and they roll over and put their pants on. They ain't got no use for me then. I know what I'm talking about. You watch. And Irvin, he right there with the rest of them. He don't care nothing about me either. 
He'd been my manager for six years, and the only time he had me over his house was to sing for some of his white friends. Huh, I know how they do. Yeah, you colored and you can make them some money, then you all right with them. Otherwise, you just a dog in the alley. Could have made them more money for my records and all them other recording artists they got put together, and then they ain't want to talk about how much this session is costing them. I can't see how it's costing as much as they say. Shit sure ain't. I don't pay that kind of talk no mind. And that's what's going on in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She knows what she's worth. This is in the 1920s, 1930s. And the way the record company is treating her. It's just crazy. It's it's crazy and... Hmm... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And Chadwick Boseman. The scene between him. I mean, there's a there's a lot going on. Welcome to the screening room. I'm Russ Simmons. Okay, I thought that was a clip. Um Oh, this is this is crazy. Chadwick Boseman's character, Levi, is all about honor. You fuck with him and it's over. Hey, watch it now. Shit, you stepped on my shoe. Excuse me there, Levy. Look at that. Look at that. Nigga, you stepped on my shoe. What you do that for? I said I'm sorry. You gonna step on my goddamn shoe. You done fucked up my shoe. Look at that. Look at what you done to my shoe, nigga. I ain't step on your shoe. What you want to step on my shoe for? Man said he was sorry. How the hell are you gonna be sorry when you done ruined my shoe? I'm talking about sorry. Nigga, you stepped on my shoe, you know that? See what you done done? I said, excuse me. Now it's over. What you want me to do, huh? I'm not gonna fuck up my shoe like that. I ain't step on your shoe, huh? Look at this. Nah, nah. Look at what you done. Look at that. That's my shoe. You did it. You did it. You fucked up my shoe. You stepped on my shoe with them raggedy-ass clawed out. Ain't nobody stunned about you and your shoe. I said, excuse me. If you can't accept that, then the hell with it. What you want me to do? You stepped on my shoe. And that's a pivotal moment I shouldn't have played, but I played it. Okay? Mulraney's Black Bottom. What else is there to say? I don't want to ruin it for you. It's Viola Davis. Chadwick Boseman. This is black cinema. Okay, this is 2020 when this came out. Produced by Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington's goal. I mean, he's already... Okay, he's got Fences, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The Piano Lesson is probably next. If you're not familiar with August Wilson's work... Immerse yourself within it. This was a short one tonight because, as I said, there's a lot going on in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I don't want to spoil for you. But this is this is great. This is uh, Viola Davis at the top of her powers. Chadwick Boseman, who we really miss, showing his acting chops like never before. And it's and it's very bittersweet that now he's gone and he is 
you know, it's like when that, that song by Tanya Tucker, bring me my flowers now while I'm living. Um, and with Chadwick, it, it's just sad. It's sad. But this is, this is film in 2021. It's amazing. And so to Viola Davis, thank you. Chadwick Boseman, thank you. The entire cast, the producers, the directors, thank you. And I am predicting that Viola Davis is going to win the Oscar for Best Actress for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And here's another prediction. Riz um, Ahmed is going to win Best Actor for The Sound of Metal. And we'll talk about that at another time. So as always, Unpleasant Dreams, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Check out Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's on Netflix right now. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, we're going to honor a legend she was in films, but you would call them music films, documentaries. That's Mary Wilson of The Supremes. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Dream Girls, raise your hand. Yeah, Dream Girl was originally a play. And they got Jennifer. Um, was it Jennifer Holiday? You know, I am telling you. Yeah. Dreamgirls is originally based off of the Supremes' Florence Ballard story. Because Florence Ballard could really sing, and so could Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Now, we're not going to... Well, I mean, if I had one of my friends on here, we could really dish on Dirty Diana. You know, um... Well, you know what? Let's pull from Dreamgirls. Because, you know, Jennifer um, Jennifer Hudson, who won the Academy Award for Epi, really could, des- you know, describe it. She can't sing like I can. And Florence Ballard had a voice. And uh, here we go. This is from Dreamgirls, 19 or 2006. Interested after we play the Copa. Y'all ain't playing the Copa. What? I'm breaking you and Jimmy up. I know what you're doing, Curtis. You're breaking us up because you don't want me with Jimmy. None of you do because you're all jealous. Well, nothing's breaking me and Jimmy up. Nothing. I'm breaking you up because Jimmy's going back out on the road while you stay here and open your own act. Did you say our own act? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Curtis, this is what I've been waiting for. I love you. Oh, well, honey, I'm fine with that. I mean, I love me some Jimmy, but I don't want to be singing behind him the rest of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the dreams. Dreamettes, little girls, you women now. See, Dina, I told you. <laughs> we open in a week, so we got a lot of work to do. We're going to have a lot of changes. I'm bringing on Jolly Jenkins to stage a whole new show. He's done movies, Broadway, club acts, you name it. New wigs, the expensive kind. <laughs> Brand new costumes to appeal to a younger crowd. And, um, Effie. Dina's gonna sing lead. <laughs> Dina's doing what? Lead. What do you mean? I always sing lead. Tell them, Cece. 
Uh, we're trying something new, Effie. Yeah. You know about this? Curtis and I talked it over. He said it's only temporary. We finally get the chance to have our own act? And Dana's doing lead? She can't sing like I can. She's right, Curtis. I can't. I don't want to. Yeah, y'all gonna do what I tell you to do. This is a new sound with a new look. New look? Nobody can see her on a record. We're gonna be able to change things is by appealing to kids, and kids today watch television. So Dana's gonna sing the lead because you like the way she looks. Am I ugly to you, Curtis? <laughs> I feel about you. Come on. Don't make it personal. But what am I supposed to do? Dina's beautiful and she's always been beautiful. But I've got the voice, Curtis. I've got the voice. You can't put me in back. You just can't. That's the amazing Jennifer Hudson playing Epi. Based off of Florence Ballard from The Supremes. Now... Mary Wilson, Mary, you know, Mary Wilson, I mean, Mary and Florence, you know, they, they were the lead singers. Okay. And, um, had a lot to say, you know, we're, we're not going to dog Diana, although I will say dirty Diana. There's a reason why that song is out there, but, um. Mm. The Supremes really did a lot. Think of it. Three black women fronting one of the biggest groups in Motown history. Um, really changed a lot. Their music, their image. Um, but, you know, it's good to go to the woman herself. Here we go. Mary Wilson. Oh, and what happened? What happened? What happened? It's funny. You click on something and you think it's going to... Like in her 70s. I mean, how, how old do you feel? She says, I feel like I'm 15. <laughs> and so for me, now I understand, but I still feel like I'm like 15 years old inside. Yeah. But, you know, the time has gone by. It's been 50 years since our first number one yeah. but it's been 55 years since we first started singing and i'd swear to you it doesn't seem like it's been yeah, i'm sure years. audience when you say that are like oh, yeah. it's been that long it seems so yeah. within reach it does it does uh you know i you know it took me the longest time to become 21 <laughs> and after that it just I, Blue, you know. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't realize how young you were when you started. Yes, yes. You started at 12 years old? Uh, Diane and I, I think we were 12 and a half. I think Flo was 13. And then we had a fourth member, you know, right. uh, Betty McGlon. And she was older. She was 17. <laughs> <laughs> She's the old one. She's the old one in the group, yeah. So, yeah, we were very young. When you were that young and all of this starts happening, do you realize what it is you're desiring? Or is it just... We're kids, we love singing, we want to be successful. Well, see, that's a different... The story is very difficult to answer in that way because when we were little girls, we were still just Negroes. Negroes during that time did not aspire to be stars and things like that. We were just trying to live and, and become part of the American system. 
you know. So uh, for us uh, at that age, we were just having fun, yeah. just doing something to have fun. Later. the best. Ooh. I love it. It still gets me going. Thank you. After 53 years. 53 years old. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I do have to say thank you very much for having me to follow the handsome senator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I also want to say that he actually helped us pass one of the one of my bills, which is the Modernization Act, mm -hmm. which says that if you recorded music after 1972, yeah. then you, you're not you're not paid. But the bill helps those who recorded before oh. 1972 get paid. Thank you. Wow, that's great. Uh, right? Yeah, so people got so rushed out of money in those days. <laughs> yeah. You wrote this book, A Supreme Glamour, about your life as one of the original Supremes, <laughs> and the game-changing fashions you oh, all yeah. wore. And uh, I wrote the foreword. Oh, the foreword. <laughs> Yes, and, uh, and I talk about, you know, seeing y'all for the first time, really, and thinking, wow, well, I, I could do that. I yes. could be. Now, I knew. And you have. And I. But the idea that there were these amazingly glamorous young women who were just all over the world was so <coughs> stunning. So the question really is, did you know in the midst of it that you were literally knocking ceilings down and walls out? And Well, yeah, I, I, I think we did because yeah. we, th we're talking about the 60s and mm -hmm. this is when black wasn't beautiful yet. It wasn't, yeah. it was pre, uh, it's cute. it was pre James we, Brown. Yes, pre yeah, James we were Brown. Negroes. Black was not That's beautiful right. yet. Okay. That's right. So <laughs> when we, yeah, when we started becoming famous in the 60s, yes, I think we did because our parents said every time you walk out the door, you're representing the black community. Yes. And as I said, the, the civil rights bill hadn't passed yet. So we knew. We knew, and we were very proud to have been the face. Because first of all, let's say TV yes. was one of the things that really helped. I mean, yes, there were right. many yeah. women and, and uh, black women who made it prior to us. Our late Diane Carroll. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Lena Horne. But yeah. see, TV Wonderful. wasn't as prominent as it is now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get, we get to come into your homes every day. But back then, we were not there. In fact, I remember, let me tell you this one story. Uh, <laughs> we were working at the Eden Rock Hotel in Florida, right? And this lady came up to me after our show, and she says, I'm so proud to see you guys. I allow my family to stay up and watch you on the Ed Sullivan show every night. So my brother, who was in the war, right? A wannabe Black Panther, he says, uh, man, what does she mean? She allow you to, uh, you know, allow her family to stay and watch you. I'm like, that's the way it was wow. back then. Yeah. You guys are very fortunate that you can go into any restaurant, you can drink out of any water fountain, you can do whatever you want. Back then, we you guys could not. paid your dues. So this is what my book is about. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> I We watch you on Dancing with the Stars. How I fun know. was that? <laughs> You said what it was like to get back. I've never stopped. You've never stopped. No. You've never stopped. I've been for 50 some years. I've been doing my oohs and my ahs, my baby, yeah, baby yeah. babies. Wow. But the thing about Dancing with the Stars, it gave you people a chance to see what all of us entertainers or older entertainers do. And we're still doing. We may not be on the yeah. top of the charts, but we're still out there traveling around the world. So it That's gave right. you a chance. Yeah. It doesn't stop as you get older. Right? Yeah. This is what they 
think. Right. They, they think, think that. But I had a think. friend who used to say, if you're not on television, they think you're dead. They think you're dead. <laughs> oh, God. They said to me, are you still singing? I'm like, honey, how do you think I take care of my 10 grandchildren? Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good for you. You know, I just want to say also that, I, you know, the three of you, Flo and, and Flo. Diana and you, you meant the world to so many of us in this room yeah. and watching who will never have the opportunity to say thank you for everything you went through because it wasn't easy because you were traveling in tough times. I know. Yes. Um, and so I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Our thanks okay. to the fabulous Mary Wilson. He's telling me we're running out of time. Oh, I know. Uh, I talk so much. Sorry. Check, no, no. It was me. Check out Mary Supreme's exhibit at the Grammy Museum. Experience it at the Prudential Center. Uh, Mary's book, Glamour, uh, Supreme Glamour, is available now. And that's the late Mary Wilson on The View. And I thought, you know, talk about talk about a trailblazer. And I said that before. Even Oprah has talked about it. She remembers the day. And she remembers, and she remembers, um, there it was, Ed Sullivan, these three black women singing Come See About Me. You know, at the early days of Motown, Florence sang lead. So if you've ever, that clip that I just played from Dreamgirls, that really is what happened. But in a, in a stage kind of way. And so what they did is they switched it up and they had Diana sing lead because, you know, Barry Gordy, of course, thought Diana was young and cute. You know, um, and you know, the song Love Child, really, if we're going to spill the tea, is a little autobiographical. You know, Barry Gordy and Diana got together. They didn't get married, you know, and had a child and love child. Hello. So the song is autobiographical. But, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a little funny. It's a little funny, you know. Um, but see, the way the music industry worked, it, as long as you were young and cute, they'd push you out in front. If you couldn't sing that well, oh well, you know. But here with the Supremes, you had Florence Ballard on one side and Mary Wilson on the other. And if you listen... And I'm not going to say listen closely because you can hear it when they would sing Mary and Flo and Diana in the middle and Diana's voice. Yeah, you know, but Mary and Florence had that support in their voices. Very strong voices. And so with Mary Wilson, we have to give it to her. We have to give it to her. What the Supremes did musically. You know, yes, we're, this is a film podcast, and we're going to talk about films later. But I have to acknowledge Mary Wilson. This is Black History Month. We have to acknowledge her all year long because of what the Supremes did. Um, you know, because music unites. Music breaks down walls. And Diana Ross, Florence Ballard, Mary Wilson, that's what they did. They were glamorous, you know, 
12 number one hits. 10 of which Wilson sang backing vocals on. Mary Wilson, born March 6, 1944 in Greenville, Mississippi. Grew up in Detroit, singing with her friends. Uh... Florence and uh, yeah, Wilson first met Florence Ballard at an elementary school in Detroit. The duo became friends while singing in the school's talent show. In 1959, Ballard asked Wilson to audition for Milton Jenkins, who was forming a sister group to his male group trio, The Primes. Wilson was soon accepted into the group known as The Primettes with Diana Ross and Betty McLon. Wilson graduated from Detroit's Northwestern High School in January 1962. Despite her mother's insistence to go to college, Wilson instead focused on her music career at the Supremes. She died to, uh, yesterday at 76 in uh, Henderson, Nevada. So it's the end of an era. It's the end of an era. Florence Ballard died in the 1970s. And now Mary Wilson. And so, you know, and I'm, we're not going to dog Diana Ross. I mean, Diana Ross can do that on her own. Okay. <laughs> she can. You know, I remember one time she did a song in the 90s called Take Me Higher. And I thought, whoa, her voice is really flat on that. It should, you know, but whatever. <laughs> if Whitney Houston's cheering you on, I guess you're doing something right, Whitney. Um, it was the night, it was the nineties, you know, but, um, you know, in terms of, I will give it to Barry Gordy and Diana Ross, you know, they did bring us Lady Sings the Blues, Diana Ross played Billie Holiday. Um, that was a moment. Even Diane Carroll has said that what he did in the industry to bring Lady Sings the Blues to this, to the theater, you know? Um, and then, you know, with, uh, in fact, Diana Ross and I've said this and Cicely Tyson were both nominated in the same year that that was a first I don't think that's happened since you know you got Diana Ross and Cicely Tyson it's extraordinary um, but Mary Wilson gla- all, all three of them really glamorous you know and um, you can hear it when you hear those songs Mary Wilson and there's a really great where they played the Copa Cabana and they were doing um, Someday from West Side Story and Diana's doing her thing you know like she always does but the, but Florence and Mary Wilson they're, they're really holding it together and we gotta give them credit we gotta give Mary Wilson credit of what she did you know um very extraordinary. The Supremes inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988, along with the Beatles. Stop in the name of love. Yeah. So Mary Wilson, rest in peace. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. These are black icons. Let's, let's not forget that. So Mary Wilson, we love you. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>